Consensus 1234 invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Mark Watson. Good morning, everybody. It's me, Ed's riding shotgun. Good morning. And some of that fake applause, please, Mr. Bear, <laughs> for Mark Watson, if you would. Very nice. Very kind. Thanks for coming Hi. in, Mark. Uh, thank you for having me. I know you've just gotten off a plane. God, that fake audience is really into me. We have the <laughs> finest fake audience in the country. It's such a warm reception, yeah. <laughs> now, look, uh, a lot of people probably wondering who is Mark Watson. Yeah. Um, certainly, uh, it's impossible to find a, a bad review of you on the internet. Uh, yeah, my people have made sure of that. <laughs> you seem to be in the up-and-coming category. You've got a novel yeah. out. It's, it's getting rave reviews. But I guess where I heard of you was you were the bloke who did the first ever 24-hour stand-up gig. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, in 2004. Um, and I did a longer show last year. I did 33 hours last year. So well. you topped your own record. five minutes. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a bit of a stupid thing to do, really. But yeah, I did. <laughs> but <is> it, <laughs> well, I did, do it. did it get into the Guinness Book? Is that what that was? No, wow. Well, um, well, it's funny. They're quite difficult to actually... Yeah. We got in touch with them and said um, they w we wanted them to send sort of an adjudicator to do it. And... Um, there was a lot. The main problem was, um, you like you can take five minute breaks every hour if you if right, you did that, right. but you can't um, mess around too much. And there were bits in my show where I did things like um, uh, lead the audience around Edinburgh and do other stuff. And um, so the Guinness Book just didn't consider that part of the gig. It's got to be a continuous performance. And even though I was performing all the time, like even when I was leading people around, I was still. But there was it started to get a bit technical, and um, right. in the end, I thought it was more fun. Uh, not to bother, really. With that. <laughs> and so, how do, do they, you oh, structure? That. This year, I am doing. I'm doing 36 hours this year. Um, wow! And so that you've got is some new material. Have you had to pan <laughs> it out? Yeah, yeah. I've had. That. I've got a day and a half of new stuff written. So. <laughs> but <laughs> how do you? So this year, I am going to go for the record book. I think I'm going to actually try and get them. I think partly they're just too. They're too lazy. Yeah, because to it's quite a long show to sit through. Well, Mark, we tried to do. Tried to do a. Uh, we did a 24-hour improvised play at university two yeah. years in a row and we had the same problem we said come on Guinness I guess no one's been dumb enough to do this before and their first question was you have to have a nurse present at all, at all times there you go you see <laughs> that was one of their regulations so one of our friends was a nursing yeah. student so right. we just got her to sleep yeah. in the audience this has always been my problem in my career <laughs> not being able to get a nurse you know <laughs> And, and was the nurse called for? Was the nurse... Well, she was asleep, and then she was drunk, and then she oh. left, so... <laughs> yeah, she was drunk. <laughs> Probably better not to have a nurse. Yeah. That's all the drunk one, I think. But, but, but I just don't... This is doing my head in. How do you, well, you, you put together a 33-hour gig? I mean, Where do you start? This year, it was the 33-hour thing was, um, like, 2,005 minutes, so it was based on the idea of a year of history for each minute. So, right. um, so there was... I mean, some of it was just, like, talking about what happened in the past, and some of it was just, mm. you know... Complete crap, just nonsense. Um, <laughs> did you, what did you have for eight nine six? Uh, eight nine six was AD. one of the quieter years. <laughs> did you do that? Did you go through every year? And yeah, have more or less. Yeah, but of course, sometimes you, a lot of a lot of it depended on like setting things up with the audience and then going back to it. Like um, right. uh, someone would. There were people who stayed for the whole thing and they became kind of the characters of the show. And it was a bit like doing an improvised play. Probably a lot of it becomes. It's all about the audience. Like if mm. if the audience just sat there and watched. I said, right, let's have some jokes. Then you'd, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be in trouble by about breakfast time on the second day. Right, so um, the Byzantine era, you'd be in trouble. But, um, I mean, I did have some jokes, but yeah, the first thousand years were fairly light on actual history, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but then also, you, like, you, you can prepare as much as you like, but then you, you, t you find you've just got something interesting and then something will happen, like some uh, maybe a special guest will come in or 
there'll be some drama. And then you'll miss what, like the Spanish Armada or something that I actually knew something about. And then, so the, yeah, I think he was a bit light on on the Renaissance. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> what were the reviews like? I mean, what did people say about this? Dipped in the 17th hour? Yeah, they, uh, yeah. Up and down. But, um, well, the good thing is, with it, like, it's pretty hard to, to review because you've got to be there for the whole thing. And only a few people have done that. It's, we did it uh, both years. There have been people who stayed for, for the whole time wow. who, were, like, who were reviewers. But they tend to... Um, but it's a bit like... Um, um, well, Adam Hills said it was a bit like sort of Stockholm syndrome or something. After a while, you, <laughs> right. the, they be, sort of begin to love love me just kind of because uh, the alternative is hatred, and it's too. So, <laughs> so you're officially holding them imprisoned. Yeah, exactly. Hostage. Yeah, and you're like a cult leader by the end of it. More or less. Yeah, which means that even if people aren't really enjoying it, they feel as if they are. Cause, uh, <laughs> and what about sleep? Is there yeah, do you sleep at all? And the... no, I didn't. Um, there was a mechanism where I could. I was gonna sort of use the dark ages as a thing like <laughs> I, I, I kind of get that and, and that um, but in actual fact I didn't the thing is I, I feel like um, it's one of those things like with jet lag really if you, if you keep going you're okay but the moment you let yourself sleep you're in even a little bit you're suddenly I knew if I had two or three hours sleep that would feel worse than uh, none at all you know cause you, uh, then I would have woken up thinking what the hell's happening here <laughs> so in the end I just just ploughed through basically um, it's been quite good practice for coming here because um I'm used to sort of screwing my body clock up. <laughs> well, uh, it's. Uh, I assume you're not doing a 24-hour gig uh, at the Melbourne Comedy no, Festival I'm, and then on tour. I did want to, actually. I I, um, I was planning to, but because there's a 20-hour show that's going on as part of the festival um, to celebrate the 20th anniversary, like loads of different comics. Yep. But all, so because of that, they didn't want me to... Um, well, 24 hours would wipe that out. That'd be, uh, <laughs> you know, that'd make their efforts irrelevant. Well, um, maybe next year, maybe next time. What we might do is just uh, play a bit of music so that you can uh, have a bit of a, a mm. kip. <laughs> and then we'll be back. Okay, I'll just have four minutes sleep. <laughs> <laughs> if you could, we'll be back in a moment. I'll get this. That's Time of Your Life by Green Day here at uh, Get This Triple M Broadcasting from, of course, the Haunted Studio. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, technical errors ago go. You just never know when a song's not going to come in, or, or might just a bit of Super Tramp might just come in for no reason. Really? <laughs> oh, a ghost with like a taste for seventies uh, exotica. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Uh, we're joined by Mark Watson, uh, a comedian who look. Let's not beat about the bush. You probably haven't heard of. Nope. But he's, uh, he's out here. He's at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. He's going to be touring around uh, the roadshow, going right up to Queensland. Yeah. All over. And he's certainly, if he is known at all in Australia, he's known as the bloke who did the 24-hour gig. Yeah. And people... So there were some people from Melbourne there. Yeah, really? There were some Aussies, yeah. And how did they go? Were they rowdy? Um, Disruptive? Strangely, no. They were quite well behaved. Like there was um, Andrew McClelland, who's a oh, he's the excellent. Comic here. Yeah, he's um he's about the least rowdy, disruptive person you could ever meet. Probably, <laughs> he spent there was a time when um I I sort of had about a ten minute break just to get my voice back, and he just um filled in talking oh. about pirates. Um, oh, we'll see. The Guinness Book people would have noted that. That's down. the thing you see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a strike against you. Yeah, alarm bells go off straight away. <laughs> McClelland's on. We had uh, Dylan Moran in yesterday, and we're ah, huge, yeah. huge fans of Dylan Moran. But I guess if you've never seen him on Black Books or his stand-up and you're not familiar with his persona, he might just come across as a coughing, yawning fool. Yeah, yeah, easily, yeah. <laughs> but he's, he, he did, in fact, have an extensive coughing fit on air. Did he? And so there for, you are. <laughs> See, I'm, you may not have heard of me, but I can certainly put a sentence together without coughing. So it's all about the young generations coming through. <laughs> Well, look, uh, and the, and because this show's only been on for a couple of weeks, I haven't done radio for a few years. One of the big dangers when you haven't done it for a few years is that you 
you might swear at any moment by yeah, mistake. Yeah, I've been thinking that. Yeah. And when I was, a few listeners might have spotted, when I was uh, throwing to, to Dylan Moran, have listened to what I said. But a lot of people are not aware that you're uh, also a f- really good stand-up comedian. <laughs> <laughs> of, Ooh. I love really good. That's not, that's not a compliment in anyone's no, because you're really, Dylan Moran Perrier yeah, really winner. Good. You're really yeah, good. You're so good. You're great. <laughs> but uh, anyway. That was close. <laughs> what would happen? I don't know. You, thought I, I don't you thought I swore on air the other day. Yeah, we had some, the bear thought that when we were playing the ding, ding, ding noises for uh. people who have been sacked after the IR laws that you apparently <laughs> threw off your headphones and said the F word. But I listened I back to it and what you said was, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's getting closer. I, I don't think that breaks the broadcasting nope. regulations. But Dylan himself managed not to swear. He, he didn't, re- he may have sworn under a cough at one ah, point. Yeah, that's <laughs> there was a yawning F word <laughs> at one point. Uh, now, look, you know, one of the things when comics come out here for the, from the UK, and we, we talked about this with Dylan, is, uh, you know, are there any questions? Is there anything you want to know? Oh, yeah. Is there anything you need to know for your act in order to, you know? Yeah, there was, a f- well, there was a few, because um, I went to the gala night last night. Right. And, um, How was that? It, great. Very, very long. There was about <laughs> yes. 174 people doing 10 seconds each. Right, trying to, like that, trying think, to break yeah. your record. <laughs> yeah, it was, actually. It felt like um, the biggest act of endurance since um, it got to the stage where I was thinking, they must have just forgotten the interval. It must have been a massive admin error and they've forgotten to put an interval in. Cause it was, but it was great, really, really... Yeah. It was good because it felt like, I feel like I've um, seen a pretty good spectrum of, uh, well, comics and what the audience is like as well. Mm. And most of it was pretty understandable. There was a lot of talk about um, this guy, um, Downer, is it? Alexander Diana. Yeah, there was he's that. our foreign minister. He's a sort of foppish kind of fool yeah. <laughs> who gets he, about the and town. He's in trouble, is he? He's there's a big wheat gate uh, controversy. Wheat gate. Wheat gate. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a huge wheat yeah. based controversy. I thought um, there's more jokes. Been more jokes about wheat than I would normally expect to hear. Either there was he's a really into the public comedy want. or there's <laughs> or there's something going on. Yeah. Grain based comedy. It's what yeah. we're into. And, and it's a big. <laughs> you have to start writing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big day to arrive because. Prime Minister is, uh, for the first time in about 20 years, the Prime Minister of Australia is up before uh, a Royal Commission and uh, is going to be answering a few questions on the stand. They're going to be asking him stuff like, have you seen the list of questions, uh, Ed? Yeah, not really, no. I think they're going to be saying, is it true you like to dress up as Frodo Baggins in the boudoir? Uh, The answer is yes, I do. (laughs) He'll be be tackling the big ones. Wow. There was a lot of talk about um, bogans as well. Bogans? Yeah. Pro-bogan or anti-bogan? It was mostly anti-bogan stuff. (laughs) (laughs) See, I find that, because I'm from a bogan suburb in New Zealand, uh, Hillcrest in uh, New Zealand, and it's it's bogan. It's how do you describe what a bogan is without just offending bogans? I think it's like what we call chavs or something in, or pikey. In fact, there's quite a lot of words. Um, I think I got the idea, I could sort of tell from the, from the images that were conjured up. Is that, that, um, right. Certainly the people there last night didn't consider themselves bogans, by and large. Yeah, that. yeah. That's what I always think is strange in Australia, because there's so much kind of, like you're saying, bogan kind of comedy and people kind of, you know, making fun of sort of mm. that, yeah. whatever, whoever they are. But no one ever seems to identify as... No, no one put their hand up as yeah, hang yeah, on, yeah. I'm a bogan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Who would... Someone who has... Ah, there we are. The bear's no, hang on, the bear's up. boganing up. Bear. Someone who has more than three Patrick Swayze movies on VHS, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, might I'll be called that. a bogan. <laughs> and we have this new phenomenon, which uh, you'll hear discussed in this country now, which is mogans. Oh, yes. Uh, which uh, mogans. Is bogans with money. <laughs> mogans. <laughs> or also known as cubs, which is uh, cashed-up bogans. Oh, <laughs> you don't mess around when it comes to giving things names. No, no. You really... Just get down to the point, yeah. <laughs> Shane Warne, he's a Mogan, yeah. apparently. Ah, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, yeah, he sounds like, that sounds like, I mean, Wayne Rooney at home is, um, 
Oh, right. He's kind of the equivalent. What I did think, you say? Chavs? What does uh, Chavs is the, it's sort of again? It's impossible to describe. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you you ask that, like it's one of those words that everyone knows what it means, but you try and define it. It's, it's but basically just um, someone that everyone feels ought to be a poor person, but <laughs> right. acting like they're not. I think that's kind of the. Um, okay. It's basically a huge snobbish. Uh, it is. Yeah, people. But, yeah, people who spend a lot of money on kind of sports clothes oh, yeah, without okay, really doing any sport. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> okay. that's kind of what it means. <laughs> but now it's just become a, a word for anyone you want to insult. <laughs> and any ill in society is blamed on chavs. I think it's the same kind of thing, probably. Well, we'll be coming back with a bit more bogan fun <laughs> in just a moment here. Get this. That's Ashley Simpson, uh, as seen and heard, <laughs> saying how much she loves Australia oh. on the MTV Awards last night. What does she uh, love Australia? She mentioned that about oh. more times, more... I think it went for longer hours than Mark Watson's uh, record-breaking gig. <laughs> I'll, I'll get him involved next time. Oh, please. <laughs> I'm running out of material. Right. Mark Watson is our co-host today, I'll get this. He's from England. He's a comedian. You may not have heard of him, but he's excellent. Sorry, I'm from Wales, Wales, actually. Oh, you're yeah. from Wales? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. See, that's the Almost kind Almost of, the same place. That's just yeah. so I've been racist, technically. It was I? really racist, yeah. <laughs> I'm on the verge of... You can't see me, but I'm really angry. Yeah. Come on, Mark, yeah, calm yeah, down. I'm, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm on the verge of... Well, I've got a glass of water here. That's going to go in the next break. <laughs> <laughs> we need some controversy. Uh, but I'm sorry to... But you don't sound like you have a Welsh accent. No, I do. Um, um, I, I mean, it, it comes out a little bit more on stage right. when I'm performing. Um, I mean, I can put it on a little bit more if you like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there we are. <laughs> that's, no, that's, like yeah, that's the Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> and what about? Aren't you? Yeah, my real accent is halfway between English and Welsh, but on stage it's a li- goes a little bit more Welsh. Aren't you uh, based in Bristol? Is that right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I live in London now. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, my family's in Bristol. Because in in Australia, all people know Bristol for is it was you know a rude word from the Benny Hill show. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's our major claim to fame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice bridge, but basically, it's Benny Hill's ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> Benny Hill's ruined it. Benny Hill, yeah. Uh, a lot of people calling up about uh, the Prime Minister. What sort of questions will he be answering? Uh, mm. Is it true you begin every Cabinet meeting by making Alexander Downer sing yummy, yummy fruit salad? Uh, the answer is yes, I do. <laughs> Tackling the big ones well, at the coal Royal Commission. Or what, I don't think it's a Royal Commission. It's an inquiry. inquiry. It's get this. It's not the 7.30 report. <laughs> no. Don't panic anybody. Uh, do you have bad radio advertising in... In Wales, Bristol, or England? Mark? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, funny that. See, that was very, very politically correct question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's all sorts. Terrible, terrible. Yeah. Like, in fact, nearly every advert I've ever heard on the radio has been awful. Well, yeah. we. I used to write a lot of them, and in fact, our Brisbane listeners would have been subjected <laughs> to some of my radio ads back in the mid '80s. You used to have to write some amazing amount a week, didn't you? Well, when I was in New Zealand, I had to write 120 radio ads a week. What? And you might, because I was working for two stations at once, and you might be able to think of maybe 10 good ones. Uh-huh. And then you do about 40 where it's just <laughs> thinking about carpet. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then another one. Even, I mean, even 40 bad ones about carpet would stretch me, I think. I, I literally wouldn't be able to write the word carpet anymore. <laughs> it was exhausting. God. But um, one of the, the phrases that we used to, when you couldn't think of an idea <laughs> to start an ad, I would always start with the phrase, there's never been a better time. Ah, yeah. So you go, there's <laughs> never been a better time to talk to your bank manager. That's true. There's <laughs> never been a better time to install some, some carpeting, <laughs> yeah, for example. example. And that was like 20 years ago. And mm. I'm thinking, surely nobody's still. And yet you still do. Occasionally yeah. I'll turn on the radio. And the great thing about that phrase, you, there's never been a better time, mm. is that if you put it in front of any activity at all, mm. sounds like a reasonable thing to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I've got an example of that here. There's never been a better time to dishonour a chick to a needy cause. To put the bins out in the nutty. To offer a spiked drink. 
to a passing triathlete. There's never been a better time to let one go in the presence of royalty. To gape in wonder at a fat man's buttocks. To harbour an unwarranted grudge against a small child. To make a plaster cast of your own genitalia and post it to Peter Costello's electoral office. There's never been a better time to apply for a bank loan in an unconvincing brogue. To arse around with fireworks in a presbytery. To leave an elderly relative in a remote location with a locked mobile phone. To purchase a brown three-piece corduroy suit and get around town looking like a puff. Try and get out of jury duty by pleading erectile dysfunction. There's never been a better time to teach your dog to evacuate itself every time it hears Summer of 69 by Brian Adams. To attend a public reading by Peter Carey and request one of his earlier funnier stories. To negotiate a workplace agreement that guarantees you three orgasms by lunchtime. To disorient your postman by rearranging all the numbers in your street into a non-consecutive sequence. To go to your video shop and read every copy of the last Olsen Twins movie with your pants around your ankles. To talk to your GP about what you can do to f*** him right up. To broadcast a radio program from a haunted studio. There's never been a better time to pay millions of dollars in bribe money to a Middle Eastern dictator. To join a lengthy queue at an ATM wearing a balaclava and carrying a shotgun. To steal a Mr. Whippy van and lead the police on a harrowing, if hilarious, chase. To fart in a bath and call it a podcast. To reenact the Commonwealth Games opening ceremony inside your pants. To rear-end a booze bus and stagger from the wreckage shouting, me so horny. To stand in a freezing supermarket car park reading bullshit into a tape recorder. <laughs> Get this. I'm, 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 I'm as happy as I've ever been. For Census 1234 on Triple M. You're listening to Get This right around the nation on Triple M and there's never been a better time to throw to a song by Men at Work. <laughs> Triple M. That's Men at Work. Who can it be now here at Get This on Triple M right around the country? Our co-host today is an excellent uh, Welsh stand-up comedian, oh, yeah. uh, Mark Watson. And he's been, well, sitting in on the program. And, uh, you know, you've come in on the first day where we've actually run on time. Yeah, I think I take a lot of credit for that. Yeah, I think, <laughs> you know, I've tried to do some jokes, but not, you know. You've helped us rein it in. Mm. Yeah. It's been times where I've given you a look to say, all right, Tony, get going. <laughs> you know, just, wine, wrap wipes, it up, man. Yeah. I feel like just wasting, let's just waste some time. All right. <laughs> just to get it back to where we normally are. <laughs> hey, that's, that sketch that we played before. Yeah. You know... The, you could sort of guess, really, that that would have been better if I got real people to do that. Yeah. And I went and stood in the car park at Coles with all those lines written on cards. And I stood there for two hours. Take you to write out the cards. Oh, writing out the cards took about an hour. That was exhausting. And so I went there, and no one would say them. Like, I got about six, but there's 25, so unless you get all of them... Yeah. You can't really use any of them. And I could not get anyone to say, gape in wonder at a fat man's buttocks. What's the matter with people? In the end, Ed had to... Yeah, I had to do they it. They haven't got to do it. they just got to read it. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's, I think that's what they thought I was asking. Yeah, oh, yeah maybe right. so, yeah. Like it was that's a shower. different, then. That is different. 
No, but someone thought I was asking them to make a plaster cast of their genitals and send it to Peter Costello's electorate. Yeah, that's much, much more effort there. Yeah. In the end, I just... You've got to find out his address and everything. I just threw the cards down and I just stormed home and I had a tape recorder and I just did all the voices myself. I just wow. went, bang you. So no one's going to say gape in wonder at a fat man's buttocks. I'll do it myself. Although Ed did a very good job and with his South African accent. Thank you. Very, very good, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, Mark is going to help us climb Talkback Mountain. <laughs> This is where we involve the listeners, Mark, and yeah. I was doing a bit of research on you and I thought, I know, I'll just go to his website. I'll go to markwatson.net, yeah. markwatson.com, <laughs> markwatson.org, and it's not you at all. Have you seen all the other Mark Watsons? There's some here? imposters about, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> most of them were born first, so they've, uh, they've had years to get a website while I was sort of learning to talk and stuff, yeah. Well, there's, based in England, uh, or possibly Wales, is markwatson.org, and he's the author of the book Royal Families Worldwide. He's an expert on royal family etiquette. Listen to his bio. He's worked as the British Secretary to the King of Rwanda wow. and as an aide-de-camp to the Crown Prince of Burma. He is a qualified stonemason, a freeman of the City of London, a genealogist, not to mention the owner of Rufus Castle in Portland, Dorset, which he purchased for one pound. Wow. <laughs> God, that's a... Sounds, well, it's not too bad a deal, is it? Yeah, but it's obviously a lot of people looking for you. Might He's actually. got a, quite a similar CV to mine, yeah. It's easy to confuse it, yeah. Do you yeah, own a, a castle? I own a castle, I'm a stonemason, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was secretary to the uh, King of Honduras, though. So <laughs> really? Little, yeah, different. Well, he's, he's Very frequently asked by individuals to advise on matters of etiquette when dealing with members of the royal families of the world. <laughs> 60 royal families around the world, including the uh, King of Tonga. Oh. Um, and it says here, correct etiquette is important when addressing members of a royal family. Formal occasions such as weddings or dinner parties are a potential minefield of yeah. etiquette faux pas. Oh, yeah. Like all those different spoons and knives and everything. <laughs> yeah. He must have a very tough job. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't ask the uh, the King of Tonga to pull your finger. That's no. apparently an etiquette. There you go, yeah. 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 I wonder how he, how he bought that castle for a pound, though. That, that's Even, never explained. No, it's, it's, no. Is it one of those ones? Might, that, eBay or something, I suppose. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is real estate in Dorset just... A low it's prices, yeah. yeah. Well, Maybe it's one of those was run down, you know, like they couldn't afford to keep it. And so he said, I'll, I'll give you a pound. It was a fixer upper, yeah, yeah, yeah. Renovated his dream. Some work, yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's obviously been watching one of those programs where people uh, do up a, a castle and then sell it off, yeah. Changing castles, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's markwatson.org. Then I went to markwatson.net, and this bloke, it's just a picture of him, there's just one page, that's yeah. all it is. He's, he's so famous and he's no introduction. <laughs> Entrepreneur, architect, engineer, programmer, builder, producer, musician, artist. And there's this rather creepy picture of him sitting in a cave. <laughs> he's yeah. an entrepreneur operating out of a cave. <laughs> yeah. So he snaffled net. God. Wow, that's... Yeah, he's a busy man, obviously. <laughs> All these people... Come Mark Watson doing stuff like stonemasons and engineering. Yeah. It makes you feel quite... Mark L. Watson. It's a nightmare what? of activity inside that cave. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Yeah. One minute he's doing some music, the next minute he's setting up a dot-com business. <laughs> but no mention but, of spelunking. <laughs> there, I don't, I'm, I'm out of that. It's caving. Apparently. Spelunking? The spelunking is apparently the art of caving. Is it really? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's... be bad at that. <laughs> is there a way to be bad at spelunking? Oh, you can be a bad caver. Can you? I'm sure you can. Look at what is happening... At markwatson.com. Now, this guy's quite famous. Now, you've got a book out. Tell us, what's your book called? Uh, Bullet Points. Now, that's I'm reading rave reviews of that. That's a novel. Yeah, that's um, that's about as much as most people have read of it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think it's out here, but if you, try no, and, it's not, actually. if you try and get it on Amazon, you'll find about a million books on JavaScript. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. You think one would be enough, but it seems not. <laughs> not for Mark not Watson. Not for Mark Watson. <laughs> Mark Watson has a website 
where he's saying, you know, you can employ him as a Java consultant, but he says, no, my schedule is full. I cannot accept any new consulting work yeah. at this time. There's a picture of him standing in front of the Taj Mahal. Yeah. <laughs> consulting someone on a holiday, yeah. <laughs> and then he's got his own... Because I love people who, you know, you're going there to get information about your computer. And you end up looking at a picture of them in India. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to have a look at his holiday snaps. Look, here's one. Mark with dancers in a nice restaurant in Bulgaria. Oh, Ooh. really? Dancers in a nice restaurant, eh? I've heard of those sort of people. <laughs> There's a picture of him copying a feel of a belly dancer in oh, Istanbul. He, is. he looks like his schedule is full. Yeah, full of breasts, mostly. <laughs> and underneath all of these photographs, it says, comments, zero. Yeah, that's Aww. always a shame, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's leaving any comments. He's I'm got... going to change that. <laughs> you should get on there. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to at least give him one comment for each of his photos. <laughs> give me back my URL. He's got, look, roots of an overturned tree. Comments, zero. Aww. Maybe you'd have more time to sort of do Java consulting if he wasn't always in Bulgaria with people on his lap or poking around old trees in caves. Or well, the cave was someone else, wasn't it? Have a look at that. There's a picture of him as one of the Borg. Oh, that is a shame. One of the Borg from Star Trek. Wow. He's dressed up as one of the Borg from Star taken, Trek. Again, taken at the Hilton Las Vegas Star Trek virtual reality pavilion. So. No wonder he's got no he time. He gets around, doesn't he? Yes. Comments, zero. Oh. Yeah. No then, one has even thought of anything to say about this picture of him half human. Then And then you've got like, look at this. There's just a picture of you know, a bay with some islands and it's just got under it, we had a balcony. Yeah, and not just that. It says, we had a balcony, brackets, free upgrades, mighty face. <laughs> Comment. Don't boast about that. Zero. <laughs> Take I can get an upgrade here. I'm a comedian. Here's a photo of some the sea and some sky taken off our rented sailboat. <laughs> Notice three islands in the distance. Mm -hmm. I've well blown that it. up. No sign of them. <laughs> You may as well call it markwatsonimreallyrich.com. Right? <laughs> and you're not. <laughs> but then, in the middle of all these holiday snaps, a picture of Jimi Hendrix. Mm. Ah, and it says, I took this picture in San Diego two weeks before Hendrix's death. Oh, really? That's a coincidence. <laughs> How convenient. Mm. <laughs> Comments zero. And then... It's got, maybe you'd like to hear a bit of my music. Mm -hmm. Well, why not? Yeah, if it's anything like his picture of him as a Borg, then uh, <laughs> we're all in for a treat. It's got my Spanish guitar riff. <laughs> Let's have a listen to Mark Watson's guitar styling. There you go. Oh, comment zero. <laughs> <laughs> comment zero. So, uh, if you want someone to come around and work on your JavaScript... Perhaps dressed as Zorro. Yeah. Lay down a bit of flamenco guitar. He's a man for all seasons, isn't he? But you'll probably have to go out to a strip joint in Bulgaria to actually track him down. That's I mean, a nice restaurant. There is a lot of Mark Watson activity on the internet, but I thought that would be our subject today. Call us in if you share a name with somebody else. Obviously, there's no other Especially if it's me. Yeah. 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 We'd like to hear from a Mark Watson. I would, yeah. I'd love to hear from some Mark I'd Watson. love to hear from that guy, especially. <laughs> yeah. He seems like he gets everywhere. Maybe you could give us some more flamenco work. There's obviously... Obviously, no other Ed Gavillies, nah, is there? I'm the only one. And the, I have a problem because I share a name with uh, Tony Martin, the, the fine actor Tony yep. Martin, who was in a, the excellent Blue Murder. But mm -hmm. uh, I once did get a call from Equity accusing me of stealing his checks. What? His royalty checks from East Street. They wanted me to change my name. They wanted me to put my initial in the middle of Tony oh, yeah. Martin because they said, and this was what they said, Tony hasn't been getting all of his checks. <laughs> it was basically implied that I was I was living off Reverend Bob money. <laughs> there's, there's someone called Tony Martin in Britain who was in the I news know, as well for um, shooting that for shooting sh a burglar. Yeah, yeah, yeah a yeah. big 
big sort of controversial cause, yeah. So he's become like a figurehead for vigilanteism. Yeah, that's right, yeah. He's, people bring him up if they feel like shooting someone, yeah. <laughs> that's not me. <laughs> Give us a call if you share a name with somebody yes. else well-known. The number to call at Talkback Mountain is one triple three five three. That's live up the river here at Triple M. Let's get this. Mark Watson, a fine stand-up comedian appearing at the Melbourne Comedy Festival and then on tour, possibly coming to your town, is with us. And in honour of the huge number of Mark Watsons on the internet, we're uh, today on Talkback Mountain. We're asking you to say, do you share a name with somebody else? Is, is this segment complicated enough, do you think, Mark? <laughs> I've just about got the hang of it, I think, yeah. <laughs> okay, welcome aboard. You've just stepped off a plane, so yeah, yeah. Uh, good on you for hanging on with us today. And I think we... Let's just see who's sharing a name. Uh, caller one, your name is? Tony Tony Scott. Tony oh, Scott. Yes. Yep. The director of Top Gun. Exactly, yeah. So... Does any confusion arise there? <laughs> no, not really. I've been called it by a couple of people who may have um, recognised the name. Right. Other than that, no, not really. No. Oh. People don't go, you know, Days of Thunder wasn't as good as, <laughs> as Top Gun. You've lost it, Scotty. Yeah, no, something like that, yeah. And uh, are you a filmmaker at all? Yeah, that's all right. No, I'm a nurse. A nurse. Oh, I'm a nurse, yeah. Oh, a nurse. Done with him in the long show. <laughs> <laughs> a nurse with a distinctive lighting style. I have indeed. <laughs> have you ever made a film? No, I haven't, no. No, oh, you want to nurse. I could do, though. Top, yeah, top nurse. nurse. <laughs> you should do that. You should just, you know, do a home video and do a really elaborate title sequence, a Tony Scott film. Not bad. Like a bit of money out of it. And you could get Mickey Rourke to do a disturbing cameo <laughs> like he did in Domino. <laughs> well, that's Tony Scott. Uh, okay. Let's meet caller number two. Your name is... Caller two? Devin Jones. Oh, yeah. Now. Good stuff. This is some kind of sporting reference. Who is Devin Jones, Mark? He's a Welsh uh, rugby player. Really? I'm surprised to meet someone with the same name in Australia. And does, does confusion arise, Devin? Uh, usually just with the name. <laughs> <laughs> I say Devin really? and they say Devin. I say, no, Devin. Oh, oh David. Oh, yeah. Devin, David, People Devin. don't throw you a rugby ball and expect you to run with it or anything. <laughs> no. Oh, no, not really. Any footballing skills at all? None whatsoever. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Go. Thanks, man. I would say like our boy, but that's not true, actually. No, I'm not okay. going to disgrace my own team. You might get away with it on this side of the world. I'm mm. not sure how many Devon Jones fans will I know. Oh, the Welsh rugby mafias everywhere. No, <laughs> How disturbing. <laughs> uh, we have caller number three. Uh, madam, what is your name? Hello. What's your name? Beck Cartwright. Beck Cartwright. Wow. I can't believe my... It's so lame. I can't believe I'm calling. <laughs> <laughs> the show or the idea? <laughs> Not just calling. On. How embarrassing. Right. Do I'm far more talented. Oh, really? Far more talented? In what? Oh, yeah. I need to know who Beck Cartwright <laughs> is. Oh, right. Ah, uh, yes. If you could explain it. Um, she's Australia's best actress. Uh, she was on Home and Away for a little while. Yeah, Home and Away. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now you're talking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then she married uh, Leighton Hewitt, the, yeah. the, 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 right, yeah. the nicest tennis player the, in the world. The, yeah, the sweet-natured uh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the pussy cat that he is. Uh, yeah. And now they have uh, a child. And essentially now her job is to kind of be photographed and say three lines at the end of the news. And oh, we all like people like that. Yeah, and then be yeah. a woman's day. That's her job these days. And Beck, you're claiming to be more talented in what department? <laughs> Well, I have larger breasts, that's for sure. Wow. Oh, <laughs> Do we have a Just prize? Just radio. <laughs> and is there any similarity at all, Beck? Not at all. Okay. Well, are you married uh, to a tennis player? Pardon? Are you married to a tennis player? <laughs> and is. I don't say come on in the bedroom very often. Wow. 
Thanks. Well, is, have we, we got, got one more? I think we've got one more. Oh, one more. Yeah. Uh, caller number four, your name is? Scott. Scott. Hi, how you going, fellas? Yeah, What's good, your name? You? Um, it's not mine. It's where I moved into here, Colonel, in Sydney. There's a bloke named Mick Malloy. Oh, Mick Malloy. Uh, try and explain who Mick Malloy is. Uh, he's an excellent guy who comes on in the show about an hour or so after us. Ah, right? A fine, yeah. respected broadcaster of yeah. distinction and refinement. Yes. And the, the Mick Malloy in your block, what does he look like? Nothing like Mick Malloy. Right. There, is there any similarity in any department at all? No. <laughs> Nothing whatsoever. <laughs> It's Radio Magic. <laughs> <laughs> Here at Talk Mag Mountain. Well, there you go. That was a fabulous idea. People yeah, don't talk about their breasts on British, uh, um, you know, breakfast radio. Not right. as much, anyway. No, and if they do, they use the word bristles, I'm sure. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they yeah. just couldn't resist. We had a lot of people calling up. Isn't there someone famous called Michael Foley? Yeah, I didn't know who that was. Right, because I said to, to Nikki, I'm going, Michael, I don't know Michael Foley. And she's gone, you know, from, from Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, that was me who said that, who got that wrong. Okay, yeah. that was Axel Foley. I know, I know that And now. it's not even a real person. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> made it even better. <laughs> Couldn't be lamer. Uh, we're not finished with you yet, Mark Watson. Do you want to stick around and wrap up the show with us? I certainly will. Let's do that. Get this. I think it's shameful. Utterly shameful. For Census, one, two, three, four on Triple M. It's Midnight Oil, uh, Dream World, as we wrap up Get This here at Triple E. Mark Watson has very kindly sat in for the entire hour, mm. and his uh, his live show, which is on at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, is called 50 Years Before Death and the Awful Prospect of Eternity. <laughs> just briefly, what's that about, Mark? Oh, it's just about how I'm terrified of dying and not existing anymore. It's pretty funny. Okay. I think it's something <laughs> everyone can identify oh, with. yeah. <laughs> But it's not, yeah, there's more jokes than talk about uh, death, the awful prospect of human. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's uh, on in Melbourne, but then you're touring all around, going up to Queensland as part of the uh, Festival Roadshow. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for uh, for joining us today. I was just looking if there's any more questions. Elton John, he's one of your lot from over there. Kind of, yeah. What's he doing? He's selling all his clothes. There's him just standing in front of an entire rack of... I mean, it's yeah. it's good news for short, portly, flamboyant men everywhere. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm quite lanky. I, I don't think most of that stuff... Yeah, I haven't sp spoken to Elton for a bit, so I or Sir Elton. I'm not sure what he's up to there. There's nothing really there for you, I don't think. I mean, no, look, look at, at the rack. Would you want How any much? of that gear? There's some pretty... um. No, it's pretty... Well, wow. flamboyant is the word, yeah. <laughs> Maybe if you put it on, you sing like him automatically, though. Oh, dear. How much? How much are we talking? Oh, he's just... Um, it all has to go. Does it? Well, there's a... <laughs> there's a mink a um, There's a coat for $12,000. That's all right. That's not too bad, is it? Yeah. Yeah. You need a nice coat in the winter, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Is it Technicolor? Is he there trying it on mm. for you? Just saying... Yeah. How's that, how's that feel around the back, sir? <laughs> is that all right? Uh, have a look at this. You know the, the large bloke from Lost... Oh, yeah. You know that guy, the show. You ah, get the yeah. show Lost in yeah, England. Yeah. Uh, the the paparazzi have traced, have tracked him down and followed him, and they photographed him going through a drive-through. This is in the <laughs> New <laughs> Weekly, being handed some fast food. Is that really Shocking. a surprise? I That's mean, the, yeah, <laughs> a fat man is spotted eating some food. Cutting <laughs> <laughs> edge journalism. <laughs> I mean, normally the paparazzi sort of, it's meant to be things you wouldn't expect people to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having a nice salad. Yeah, if they got him driving through a drive-thru and not getting any food. <laughs> Just driving through. Yeah. Saying I'll have nothing. Uh, how's the petrol prices over in the UK? Yeah, terrible. Oh, my God. But I don't drive a car, so I'm... Oh, you're uh, right. I can complain about it, but it doesn't affect me. <laughs> <laughs> You'll jump on board. Oh, it's awful, yeah. Mm. Well, I th it's Easter, and uh, I'm assuming families are going to be going out and getting in the car and 
just sitting there all weekend. <laughs> Having fun, kids. <laughs> what else is going on? Uh, we're certainly, is it, look, look, it's almost 10 o'clock. It's almost time for John Howard to take the stand oh. at the Cole Inquiry. He's answering the big questions. Is it true you secretly fantasise about having a horizontal sandwich with the Veronicas? The answer is yes, I do. Wow. Oh, well, so we'll be looking forward to the results of that. Mark, it's been an absolute delight having you come in. Thanks for having me. And uh, certainly, you know, hope you go well with the, the show and, of course, the tour. I'll do my best. Don't get into trouble out on the road. <laughs> uh, I'd like to thank everyone involved in this program. Uh, of course, uh, Bear pushing the buttons, Nikki, our producer, Matt making the sketches till all hours. We've got Katie on the phones, the network knob jockeys, and, of course, Ed Gavily hanging <laughs> in Knob jockey means something else at home. <laughs> oh, does it? Does it really? Oh, uh, all right. I okay. apologise to people listening on the other side of the world. The podcast is, I think the podcast is going to change today, so that'll be a treat for everybody. Don't yeah. forget to send us an email. Mm. And I think the key phrase today was... Gape in wonder at a fat man's buttocks. <laughs> and we'll be back on Tuesday with Glenn Robbins. And it's all thanks to our friends at Census. One, two, three, four. Do